Y'all ready? Yeah. Yep. Welcome to Views from the Floor Podcast. This is Nico. Just cuz. Yo, it's Taz. And we here, man. Another week, another uh, a virtual episode. Um, uh-huh. We definitely was going to meet in person. But then it was like communication was crazy. So then we decided, screw it. Let's just do it. Let's just do it this way. You know, uh-huh. we, we got the setup. You know what I mean? We we look a little better now. Taz don't look purple. You know what I mean? I got my light on. <laughs> we got his light on. I'm in a different spot. Don't worry about the keys back there, but we good. You know what I mean? Um, how was y'all week, fellas? Been good. Yeah. It's, 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 it's been good. It just went by fast, but it's been good. Yeah, yeah the, 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 days, the days have been going by really fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it it does feel a little bit faster. I don't know. It's weird, too, because I ain't really been doing nothing at work. This is the first full week I've been at work, and I can't tell you how long. And, uh, yeah, I ain't really been doing nothing, but it still seems like it's been going by fast as hell. I don't know what's up. Yo, I, I realized something, too, earlier. I was just watching uh, Vaya, like, just interact with the two littles and everything and just like sometimes I catch myself just watching her because you know as a father that's just what you do and mm-hmm. I go time really does go by quick as hell when you have kids it does because I feel like before kids it felt like eternity to get to 21 you know what I mean and now <laughs> like, like now it's way past that and it's just that's- I guess because you fact. you see it in real time, you know what I mean? Like you see, Just, you can see time grow as your kids grow. Yeah. Because Cameron is uh, he's pulling up on stuff, standing up. COVID babies. He's oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, for sure. These COVID babies. Because yeah, because Emma, Emma out here selling whole bricks. Yeah. This <laughs> Yo, fam, that's my that's my most gangster kid. She the youngest. She about to be two. And she just an asshole, man. But she's like our kind of asshole. She not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's one of them assholes where you want to fight them, but you're going to need them at some mm-hmm. point in time. So it's just like, all right, you might you have got away with it now, little nigga. But, you know what I mean, later <laughs> on, one, one day it ain't going to keep being like this. A couple weeks ago, I was playing with Kai, right? You know how I would be like, put the gun, like, throw the gun away. And I was like, God, throw the gun away. She looked at me like, the gun? (laughs) 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 Said, this nigga, we might not need to show her this. Nah, nah, you can't, you can't show Emma, you can't show Emma nothing like that. Because she'll take it too far. You know what I mean? Like, she'll, she'll take it, she'll take it to the place that we telling her to go. And we not really want her to go there. We she just start throwing sh- everything under the fucking couch. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we just showing you some techniques to move, maneuver in life. You know what I mean? Couple scare tactics. You know what I mean? And just in case it gets that far, then you be better prepared. But nah, you can't show Emma that. She, she'll take it too far. You know what I mean? Like, take it too far. But speaking of taking it this too far, I know y'all seen the clip. I know y'all yeah. seen the clip. We saw it. I know y'all seen the clip of my man, my man Joe Rogan. <laughs> What's crazy is, right? What's nuts is, 
last week, we talked about Joe Rogan and not being censored, which I still agree with. He shouldn't be censored. Even after this, mm-hmm. like, you shouldn't censor him. <laughs> if you want to stop listening to him, fine. That's your prerogative. Stop listening to him. But yeah. I don't think his show should be taken off the air. But what I'm talking mm-hmm. about is Joe Rogan was just out here. You know what I mean? Just a minute and a half clip. And him just letting the, the N-word fly with the hard R. And the funny thing about that clip, that is a very small portion of the niggas that was said. Because at first it was like 70-something episodes were taken down because of the nigga. Next to you, that shit said 102. I said, whoo. You said, not that you said nigga 102 times. You said nigga in 102 different episodes. That's different. And it wound up jumping up to 111. And let me tell you this. Nigga, if that ain't privilege, because privilege is the, the the idea that motherfuckers be like, oh, if they can say it, I can say it too. Or it was just in con, it was y'all just took it out of context. There is no context because you're a white ass. Should have never had it coming out of your mouth in the first place. That's not a word that you can say. You could have said the N-word. You sure as hell said the N-word in that apology video. So you could have said it. In your damn thing. The thing is, he did not think he was going to get caught. He didn't think nobody was going to check him. That's why he continued to do it. This ain't got nothing to do with if I think he's racist or not. I think that he's a privileged white man. And he used his privilege until it was no longer to his benefit. I mean, it feels that way for sure. Like, it's kind of one of them things where you go, yo, fam, this is nuts. And then... Then the one clip where he's talking to the one guy, I don't know what his name is. I need to find out this motherfucker's name. Um but Joe Rogan was baiting him in the saying the word. And he just got this snarky smile on his face. And the dude just said it. And Joe Rogan is giggling like a nine-year-old girl. And then there was another instance that somebody brought up. Right, it's it's two points I want to bring up. But one is like they were saying, you see the sensitivity, right? They were like, you have to understand where was the same energy when Dave Chappelle was saying all this to the trans community. What they were saying was like, not to say that this is the same thing, but they feel that same strongness about the things that he was said. The whole idea, and for me, I can't say I disagree. Because my whole thing is, I'm not trans, right? Mm -hmm. I'm black. So this hit me. It would hit them, too, in that way. But we ain't going to get too deep into that. I was just using that example. But it was another instance they brought up in the Joe Rogan, like one of his episodes. It was a mixed person, right? Mm -hmm. And with the mixed person, he was like, yo, you have the best of both worlds. Because... You got the mind of a white man in the body of a black man. Like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> you like, know, that's he's nuts. smart because he's a white, but he 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 has the physicality of a black beast. Like, y'all think we are? Get the I, fuck out of here. I guess. How you feel about this, Taz? All right, so since you being quiet corn. up there in the corner, I'm just absorbing all the info. What? But nah, man. So like, right, for me, yeah, I'm disappointed and disappointed in hearing that. 
number number two, uh, I don't really I don't listen to Joe Rogan. Uh, so like I, he has like no credibility in my sphere of like you my universe. There you go. So like for me, I was like, I mean, this ain't surprising. I, I mean, yeah, am I supposed they, to be surprised? You just like, throw no, that shit I, to the side, you know? It's like this when this when this stuff type of stuff happens, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Am I supposed to be angry about that? I'm disappointed. I'm not angry because one, what the nigga ain't said about me, but <laughs> two, not that that just sounds bad, but yeah. but two, it's Joe Rogan. I mean how many white guys do we know that look like Joe Rogan that probably use the N-word with the hard E-R at the end of it? Oh, yeah. We uh, we probably know a bunch. We probably went to school with a bunch of people that said it way more than we did. And and that's not making it right. But my point number three is, like, my thing is, like, it's funny that all this kind of come out. You know, you got this whole COVID thing going on. You know, all the information... He's got these doctors on. The the big pharma machine is not liking all the stuff that he's talking about because it's kind of taking te- taking money out of their pockets in a sense. But it's like, dog, like somebody took the time. They did this two years ago. Three, no, they did this in 2018. Right. And they put it out in 2018. It just didn't get the traction. There it is. So you think this is a ploy task? I think it I, is. I know you experience theorists. I know this. I know a good smear campaign when I see one. <laughs> this is you why think I don't think smear it Joe? is. I don't think it is, and I'm gonna tell you why. Do, do I think that has, motives probably play a factor in that? Yeah. Absolutely. I think oh, it does. But but Nick's been trying to get him to fuck up out of here for a minute. The yeah. thing is, like, it's always like this. This is when opportunity makes an opportunity. Like, it's always like. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. It's one of those things where it's like, I mean, I'm I'm kind of with you where he's not in my sphere at all. I don't listen to Joe Rogan, so he don't have no no merit on me at all. Mm-hmm. But also, I do understand like we're at a place where motherfuckers is too comfortable. Yes, that's and true. that needs to be checked. And my thing is. It's all hunky dory until you you have an in, interview. Let's just say you make it to that point where you're on there, and he tries to bait you. He tried to bait Justin Collard as the first. He gonna get called all type of shit he ain't ready for. He gonna really get put in the spotlight. The thing I, is, like, I love how you put the first yeah. one in your name. <laughs> I'm just saying, nigga, it's about to be a motherfucking problem. It it it's like everything is all cool until you meet the right one. That's and true. everybody want to always be like, like I don't disagree with you, Taz, as I, as I think. You might be hitting on the head where it's like, there's a motive, but that doesn't escape the fact that niggas was trying to get him exposed five years. Well, damn, what year we in? Four years ago. <laughs> Four years ago. Which, I mean, I agree. And I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. So, I mean, like, but one thing that, I, you know, I, I said I said this. Somebody, I said a broken clock is is right twice a day. I was like, just sometimes what happens is us as us as black folks, when something like this happens, we get up in arms. Sometimes we get overtly emotional. I'm like, hey, look, 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 look. We know racism still exists in this, in this country, in the world. 
look, don't get overly emotional to where the point where we're like, all right, we're just going to negate. Because he could say two, he could say two times two equals four. That's a correct statement, correct? Mm-hmm. But just because of what he's done, we don't listen to the message. What's his now, message, Taz? I'm, no, I'm just saying. I'm just not. I'm, just, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not saying he has a message. I'm not saying he has yeah. a message. But, but I mean, it's this, this, his show is a critical think piece, especially when it comes to certain things. So I don't listen, but I've heard clips, and I'm like, right, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. But I don't ever want to get to a place with people where a person might say something truthful and just because of where they've been and who they were, I just totally just write it off. Because the message, that, bro, so what now? The message a lot of times can dilute the message. It can. That's why we have to be very careful. Uh, we, we use the word taint your witness. Don't do that. It's like you don't want to do something to where, oh, you lose credibility now. You know what I'm saying? You could, like I said, you could give a, a correct, exact, factual statement, but because of what you've done and what you've said, it to- I totally take a a deaf ear to it now. So, so I mean, it's just weird because I mean, it's, I mean, it's not weird, but you know, given the I don't know, it's it's I feel so I feel so mixed about it. So it's, I, know, so I feel like I feel like as it pertains to. COVID and all the things that have to do with him, okay, you can have an objective, you can be objective Joe Rogan. As it comes to race, shut the fuck up. Anything that has to do with us as a people, you don't need to speak on. Just leave it that, that way. The, 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 the Planet of the Apes line kind of threw me. I was like, yo. It's way more. Like, when you, like, nigga, I don't listen to Joe Rogan. Nigga, I listen to, like, six episodes and I've been like, First of all, that was 12 hours of my life. I can't get back, and I'm just yeah, not happy about it. And then, on top of that, I'm like, what people don't realize is I don't necessarily think it's racism as much as it's pure privilege. And when you're in such such privilege, you don't understand that you are you have an advantage against other people. So, therefore, your, your mindset is going to be, like, pushed in a way that you might not see these as racist thoughts, but they mm-hmm. are racist thoughts. See, my thing is also the echo chamber that people put themselves in. It's do we interact with people who don't look like us, who don't think like us, who don't have the same political views as us? You know what I'm saying? It's the thing that and we're seeing that in the NFL, too, where I think it's like I'm not going to say it's not a racist, racial thing, because I think it is partially. But I think that also it's a lot more so of a comfortability thing. It's like I'll hire my best friend. Like I'll hire Nick before I hire somebody off the street with anything, because once I know Nick, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So I mean, it's I, I think it's twofold with certain things. But the NFL mm-hmm. piece, we're not going to get that. We already talked about it. But you know, as as sometimes you gotta get, you gotta get out of the echo chamber. You gotta put yourself in in places around people who don't look like you, who don't think like you, you know, believe differently than you. Because one, you start to understand these people. I agree to disagree because partially I do agree with what you're saying, but as somebody who has been on a, like around people who don't look like me, interacting with them, I know everybody's different and that everybody comes from a different place. But as it pertains to us as black people, they will not understand because they have not had the experience. Yeah, you can talk all understand. you want to talk, just like I don't understand your experience, so I can't really speak on your experience. I I think that everything else, as it comes to politics, things like that, 
you're absolutely right. But as it comes to my experience in this country, how I want to be treated, the things that I want to be called, and how you can or can't address me and my people, that's something that's non-negotiable. I, I, I agree with that. I agree. I feel you on that. All in all, though, yeah. I don't think the man is racist. I just think he says some wild ass shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like you said, it, it's a privilege thing. Yeah, like um, yeah, it's exactly. It was a person trying to trying to make a joke about something that he had no fucking clue what he was talking about. You know what I mean? Also, like most people, most people with shock value. Shock yeah, value. you know what I mean? I like mean, this, it's that you was trying to be extra entertaining and say some racist ass shit. And now yeah. you got to deal with it. You know what I mean? Regardless, so, regardless if he got a black wife and a black stepkid, that don't I, fucking matter. He got a white wife with a, with, with a black stepkid. He got a black <laughs> wife. Now his wife is white. Is she? Yes. You sure about that? Yeah, but she got a baby by one of them H-Town niggas. Yeah, yeah, niggas. there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but the thing is, like, he came out and apologized. Okay. I say that's we say that with a grain of salt. I said the best apology is change behavior. So now moving forward, it's going to dictate how I look at you. Because if you you slip and you say this again, ah man, we might have to have we might we might have a little more of a issue. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, knocking the boots. Them niggas that made knocking the boots. That was about yeah. that was about Joe Rogan's wife getting knocked down. <laughs> Getting knocked down by that black man, mm. and he couldn't stand it. He had to go on the show and say the hard R. He couldn't. He couldn't take it no more. I wonder what. I wonder what his stepdaughter feels like. Yo, what like, the you, fuck? You wilding the fuck out, Word. pops? You are wilding. Yo, that's wild, son. Yeah, knocking the boots. That's crazy. I wish I had the song right now because I cue it up. Just being an asshole. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, he gonna still have a show. He gonna still say crazy shit. He gonna have people on there that say crazy shit. And it's a just, part of it. It's a part just of don't the listen show. to him. Like, like both of y'all said, I don't listen to him. People around me try to get me to listen to him all the time, but it's just like nah, I'm cool. He, I, to be honest, like I rarely listen to podcasts. Like I don't. I hardly listen to this us. After I've done it, it's kind of hard, right? So it's like, very. <laughs> so like, I, y'all know, I edit the pod. We do a video. So you listen so to it constantly. I, I've I've been a part of it. I listen to the audio, and then when I do the video, I listen to and watch everything again. So by the time this drop, it's kind of like. It's kind of in a box and then, you know what I mean, put on the shelf of, of podcasts, you know what I mean, that we have. So yeah. it's like, so me actually sitting down and listening to somebody else's podcast, it's kind of like when I was heavily active in music. So when I was heavily active in music, I didn't listen to other music because mm-hmm. I didn't want, like, I didn't want anything seeping into my brain, like a bar, how somebody said something or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to be like, all right, well, you sound like this person or you sound like right. that person. And that was like a, a big fear of mine. And with that was po- crazy because when you, when, when you said that uh, 
you said that me and me, you said more me and Maurice sound like uh Acho and uh Wally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, what? I went back and listened. I was like, ah, ah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> it just it just feels that way. It you does because I was like, I never I, I've seen them on yeah. TV, but I didn't know what it was called. And then when I went back and listened, I was like, Yeah, speak for yourself. Hmm. Yeah, that yeah. uh that show used to be um with uh, what's that cool name? name? Jason Whitlock, uh, short Whitlock, and bread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck that guy. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, it's just I don't want to. And with the podcast that we do, it's different from how High Def does it because High Def mm-hmm. is like a very niche podcast. Yeah. Y'all are, are religious based podcasts, and that can go any type of way. There's never going to be, there might be a time where you might hear another religious-based podcast kind of talk about what y'all talk about, mm-hmm. but it's never going to exactly. be the same. Never going to be the same. But how we do our pod, some of the things we talk about, like this Joe Rogan topic, I guarantee you 90% of the pods that are in our space are going to talk about the Joe Rogan thing, just how we talked about it. Definitely you know what I mean? Just so, how though we we came with a little different. Oh yeah, of course, of course. How we do it is going to be different. Just like everybody is going to do it a little bit differently, but the topic is still going to remain the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like how we do things. We look at it from a different perspective. So, um, speaking of like just different perspectives, just going. You know what I mean? Let's mm-hmm. let's take it. Let's take it to, you know me, I mean, a place that we don't really want to take it to. But uh yeah. Amir Locke, man. I know y'all seen the situation. Um, I saw the body cam footage. So for those out there that don't know what we're talking about, just like Amir Locke was uh, a young man sleeping over at a friend's house. And I, it was in Minnesota, yeah. In Minnesota, yeah. of course. Same, same, Saint Paul, I believe, goes yeah. around somewhere in that area. You know, of course. Um, which I would never thought Minnesota would be a hotbed for uh, killing blacks, but you know what I mean. They they have the most dangerous police force. So he was sleeping over at the friend's house. They came. Uh, police showed up with a uh, no knock warrant. Had a key. Opened up the door. Walk right in, kick the couch, startled him. He gets up, cop just blast him several times. Shot him three times. And, you know, before the body cam footage came out, which I'm glad, I'm so glad they implemented that. Yeah, nationwide. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Have like, to. it's that's how it needs to be. I mean, we paid, you know what I mean? Like, we the people pay their salaries. Like, that's fact. It should be no it should be no hiding from us. You work for us. Mm-hmm. And um supposedly. Suppose yeah, supposedly. Um they work for some people. But yeah, startled them, just shot him. Body cam footage showed what they tried to say was he had a gun. He didn't. He didn't have a gun. They found the gun after the fact. They found the gun after the fact. They found the gun who is, he, the gun is registered. The gun is registered. He is a member in our, in our, mm-hmm. but the 
the silence of the NRA and the Second Amendment, um, the Second Amendment uh, faithful, I guess, mm-hmm. is deafening. Mm-hmm. I just need I I need to, I need to hear something from y'all about this because I know how I feel, but Justin, go ahead. Yeah, please, because I want to hear Taz's point. So let me go. No, so. So, uh, for me, I also watch the body cam footage. And then when you watch it, it's like they do yell when they come in, right? But he was still clearly asleep. Sleep, exactly. He was asleep. Even when they walked in, he was still asleep. So, they had to kick the couch to start to him. And then he was, like, getting up from being wrapped in the cover. And they just started shooting. Just black. And it was like, you see something black, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to make any assumptions, but I'm just going to be perfectly honest. Who the fuck sleeps with a gun in their hand? Nobody. Right. What I... most likely was, and it wasn't big, it was like this big. Remote it was remote. a remote control problem. Remote control problem. So it's like, first of all, the audacity for me was, he had a gun. Why can't you be real and just say what really happened? Because you know y'all went looking for that gun. And the gun might have been, like I said, it might have been under the pillow or whatever. We don't know. But they weren't looking for it and they found the gun. And but what they I don't think they were ready for was the fact that the gun was registered or that he was a member of the NRA. So that changes the whole narrative. Never been arrested, mm-hmm. nothing. The good nothing, dude. Nothing. Never Super good dude. And they were they were looking for his cousin. Who was already in jail, I do believe. No, they found he him. In jail? They found him after. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he was. But imagine him. that, like, in his head, like nigga, I got my cousin killed. Not that he he did, because that wasn't his fault. Mm-mm. But at the end of the day, it's like these police need to be held accountable. But my thing is, in my opinion, do I think they will? I don't think they will in this case. Just how it's already set up with the oh he had a gun thing. Yeah. So I completely agree with you on that. Um I sit back and I was like, all right, just trying to think about the whole no knock thing. I'm just like I'll get down with it. Um, reason being, I and I understand. I listen. I listen to cops say talk about it and why it's a necessary thing. But I'm talking about like if I'm talking about hardened criminals, like it would have to be something like where you know for a fact this dude is moving bricks like El Chapo. I mean, he out here murking dudes out here just murking people left and right. Like, like when I think of hardened criminal, I think of like. Like kingpin underground. Yeah. I'm chopping niggas' hands off. They not no petty crime stuff. No, no petty crime. Like you know, like that. You know, so the the simple fact that they did the no knock in this instance, I think it was completely unnecessary. Um, uh, my thing is, I think you can as you do the investigation, like you, you're looking for the cousin. Okay, I got you. Look for his cousin. Watch the house. See when he gets it and pro uh, get him when he's coming home. You know what I'm saying? Like they have so many resources to be able to to arrest people. Um, 
But the simple fact that they they tried to go, oh, he had a gun, you know, that what that does is it sways the narrative in the public eye. Mm-hmm. Oh, a black kid got a gun. Ah. If if we don't know the context of everything, what's going through some people's mind right now? He's black guilty? kid with a gun. There you go. He's guilty. He was- like he brought this upon himself because he had a gun. But then you bring in the fact that, oh, he ain't never been in trouble. He's registered the gun, and he's a member of the NRA. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Like I said, they weren't ready for that, man. They weren't ready for that. So now it's it's causing you to rethink, mm-hmm. rethink what you already believe based off of past experiences and past narratives. You know, this young man, like, from looking at the body cam, this, this young, he was on the couch. He's sleep. I mean, dude, like, if someone comes busting in my house, you know, and I'm and I am in the deepest part of sleep that you can get into. Yeah. When you, if you're startled away, I mean, it's you. You might pop up, but you're you're so disoriented. You don't know what's going on around you. Uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? So to sit there and say that, because I know some people are like, well, you know, they said they found a gun. Yeah, they found a gun. They did find a gun. Um, did he point it at him? I don't think yeah. so. I, I mean, don't think so. The body cam was getting up. Yeah, yeah, he was getting like, the man up. Didn't, the man, the kid, didn't, if, 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 and if anything, and if anything, if it was his, if it was, who says that he didn't have the right to defend himself? Because you, yeah. don't, you don't know, you do not know who's busting in your house. Right. If somebody busts in my house right now, and I'm sitting on my my um my couch, sleep, and I got my Glock beside me, oh. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. You just busted it in my house. Yeah, you exactly. have every right. And then right he, didn't, that. he didn't do nothing wrong. So in his head, you're like, what, what's going on? Right. Yeah, that, that was that was going to be my point. It's like, you startle him. And in a state of startledness, if you're not military, if you're not military and trained in that way, bro, you he was just getting up like, he was getting up. He was probably he was still, still half wrapped asleep. up in the blanket. He was still wrapped up in the blanket. Exactly. Too. So how how do you know what you saw? It's just you could have saw his hand. You could have saw his hand trying to come out from under the blanket. Oh, good. Pow. And the, the logic behind it. It's like, first of all, if you clearly, because it's a little grainy, but you can clearly see he's still like eyes ain't even open all the way. Yeah, like all he did was under. He was like trying to like get up from the cover. Yeah. And they seen something black and shot. And they, yeah. well, the first thing you say is he got a gun. My thing is, if that shit ever happened to Justin, first of all, first of all, I, now after all this shit, I ain't gonna sleep with no goddamn uh, remote control in my hand. <laughs> shit ain't happening. You know, we can't. We can't do shit. Damn, you keep can, your phone away. You can't go to the store. You can't. You can't wear a hoodie at night. You can't sleep in your own house. Mm-mm. The fuck, bro? Like, it's just insane at this point. It's just like, it's it's like Jameis Winston inventing new ways to throw interception. It's like, yo, they just inventing new ways to just kill people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it, it's that simple. And the thing is, do I think they, they came in with their intentions to kill him? Absolutely not. I think it was... A mistake, but it's a mistake that you need to you gotta own. be you gotta real own. and own. Yeah. You got to own the mistake. 
You know what I mean? Don't do like, the same thing. Like it's it's understandable. It can be understandable as to why what happened happened. Yeah. But owning the mistake is the thing. You gotta own this. You gotta hold this. This is your mistake to carry. Period. Like yeah. it's nobody else's mistake. Stop trying to put it on a dead man who shouldn't be dead. He should still be here living his life. But yet, of course, don't put no blame on the person who did it. Put the blame on somebody who's not here to defend himself and he can't defend himself. And it's just another another fucked up situation, man. Another fucked up situation. And then when they talk about defunding and reforming the police, yeah, everybody's hands is up. Like, no, you can't do that. But then... If you understand actually what defunding the police means, all that would do is make them way more accountable for shit like this. Not saying I believe it should happen or whether or not that's a different story for another day, but it's just like those narratives come into place because of things like this. Right. Yeah. Like, because the moment something happens and they make a mistake, as a black person, you are. Now, the person who is held accountable. And your black ass ain't do nothing but be alive. Yeah. Just be there in that moment. Yeah, man. It's just, it's just a terrible situation, man. But unfortunately, these, these things happen all the time. And I, feel I, had for a, family. I had a rant that I wanted to go on about it. And I said, nah, I'm not going to do it. Why not? Uh, it's the perfect opportunity to do it. Hold well, on. I mean, Absolutely. So, I mean, if you want to get biblical with this. Go, go yeah, ahead, look Mr. At the, look, at, look at look at the curse of uh, Deuteronomy twenty-eight, all right? Where it talks about was it twenty-eight? Hang on, I'll make sure. Yeah, Deuteronomy twenty-eight, where it talks about um, a certain people will be uh, scattered amongst amongst the world, and you'll be taken to a land that you don't know of. And it also talks about that this nation will rise against you. I mean, we're talking about if you want to be real here, the 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 people, the true Israelite people were black folks. Let's be honest here. Um, this is something I've been on just researching everything. Um, when I look back, look in the text, and I see the curse of Deuteronomy, and I'm just like, dang, we've we're start we're still seeing the effects of. Um, the curse today. And it talks about we'll rise up against each other, um, which we see that in our communities. Um, but it's also talk about a nation rising up against the other nation. Um, and the thing, man, you know, I, I follow my knees and just pray every day that, you know, that my, my wife is safe, my boys are safe, my family, friends, loved ones are all safe. And I pray that I never get a phone call where someone that I love is in a situation like this. Um, and I find myself and I just ask, why, 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 why does this keep happening? Why does this keep happening? You know, I don't have the answers right now, but, um, I'm still seeking, but man, I just, I pray that's fine for any black and brown person out there, man. When, know, know who you are, know who you are, uh, know your, there's a specific purpose, uh, that that the the most high has for us and vengeance is coming that's all i'm gonna say 
vengeance is coming. It, it, it ain't going to be at our hands, but it's going to be at the most highs. And I'll say this, anybody who is taking part in against anything against his people, hellfire and brimstone, baby. That's all I'm going to say. You think so? I believe so. Hey, man, we'll, we'll see when the day come, I guess. I won't because I ain't trying to be here. I'm trying, to be in the I'm, I'm trying to be up out of here. That's facts, man. It's just, Mm-mm. it just, it makes too much sense. Like, just, I'm just reading and then uh, just reading back on that. And I'm like, there's only one, there's only one group of people that really fit that bill of this, of that slavery uh, and being scattered. That's us. Yeah. Black folks. I mean, Puerto Ricans ain't nothing different for us than the Puerto Rican, but a boat stop. Mm-hmm. Caribbean. I mean, think about <laughs> hey, it. Hey, brother, you, you said it. You hit, you you hit that. You, you hit that out the park for sure. Um, yeah. Mr. J. Mm-hmm. You got one for us. Oh, we got one. We want to talk about the other thing first, right? No, we no, could have that segue no, to no, that. No. Yeah, no, nah. <laughs> nah, we going right. we going with this right now. I'm putting you on the big screen, dog. The I time is now. <laughs> All right, so. It's a little different this time. Instead of me just like throwing out a topic or whatever, I got something I wrote earlier. I just kind of want to read. So for this black of fuck, it's fuck. Uh, I must say black of fuck. Uh, it is their freedom, my oppression. So on this day in Black History Month, I want to discuss something I've been feeling a lot lately. And it's their freedom, my oppression. Um, This was sparked from a tweet that was going around about someone overhearing a conversation in the dispensary. Uh, a dispensary worker asked a customer to put on a mask. And the customer said, oh, I forgot I'm from Texas where we have freedom. And the dispensary worker was like, isn't we the felony in Texas, bro? Like, what are you talking about? And that made me think of a few things. And one is, like, that was a textbook explanation of when ignorance and privilege meets. And it also made me think, especially as it pertains to race in this country. So we have laws and practices that are based on a once racist school of thought with a purpose to keep us at a disadvantage. Even if the current majority isn't quote unquote racist, they still live in a system catered to their culture and way of thinking, which represents a certain freedom people of color don't have. Now, I know and agree that we have the ability to pull ourselves up from nothing and create something out of it. However, due to factors out of our control due to a lack of knowledge and a manipulative educational, cultural, and economical castration that we have suffered for centuries, we as a collective unit don't even know where to begin to make things right. We live in a day and age where textbooks are erasing the history of our people and rewriting it to exclude our pain with fear will taint young minds instead of giving them a true history of our past and a blueprint of what not to do. People aren't aware or forget that we as a people are embedded with a genius level ability to survive and thrive on sheer will. And when I say we as a people, I mean white people. 
or as our ancestors used to say, turn shit into sugar. When they give us our own, when they gave us our own institutions of higher learning to keep us out of their their institutions of higher learning, we took barely funded institutions and made them pillars of our community and cultivated the minds that will lead generations and spark revolutionary change. These great minds were minds such as Langston Hughes and, and Thurgood Marshall of Lincoln University, Andrew Young and Tony Morrison of Howard University, and Martin Luther King and Julian Bond of Morehouse College, just to name a few. And of these past and present HBCUs, there are thousands of others whose life made it possible for us to live ours. They want us to forget the strength of our leaders and the movements they sparked. They teach you of Martin Luther King Jr. because he was nonviolent. But they fail to teach you of his unwavering resolve to help us as a people actually be seen as people. And the same goes for Malcolm X, Huey P. Newton, Mega Evers, and countless others. No other group of people besides other people of color, who, as Tad said earlier, is just a boat stop. They understand how important it is to control our own narratives. We as black people are not monoliths. For those who don't know, that means we aren't one size fit all. As black people, we are straight, gay, trans, light, caramel, dark, tall, short, big, small, good, bad, and in between. All of it has a right to be respected and our rightful voices to be heard. If not, they'll continue to put, to put on the TV and play the music of violence and mistreatment of ourselves and tell the rest of the world this here is just the niggas, not the proud black people we are. And we won't have any way to oppose it if we don't fight enough to preserve our past, correct and cultivate our present, and guide our future. So before I leave, I kind of like leave a challenge for us. Take the baton and be the change you want. Learn tolerance, love, respect, and as we say in Alpha Land, because y'all know I'm Alpha, learn how to fight on ice. Fighting on ice is the ability to thrive even in times of immense struggle, even when there are hurdles that are there to slip you up. We have to say we are tired of being oppressed. It's now our time to feel some of that freedom. I tell you what, man. I always, I always, I always enjoy these segments because it's always, it's always thought provoking on what you say. And I always like to, I don't really like to elaborate because I want people who watch the show and listen to the show actually take in what you say and you know what I mean? Elaborated with people that you around. You hear it just like you seen the tweet and you came on the platform and then you shared your thoughts about it. I want people out there to share their thoughts with their circles and that's how change happens. You know? I appreciate you, Mr. Justin, for sure. So, um, I'm gonna let you, you know what? Matter of fact, since you want to roll, I'll let you, you know, keep on going. You can go with this, um, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> so, so what's funny about this next, this next 
little topic of what we're going to talk about or whatever it is. It's just funny how, you know, Taz online saying one thing and then Justin come on. <laughs> Justin come on to go, hey, yo, fam, you got you got to relax. It's not really so, that. I know that. I already researched it. I was just making fun of it. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, because you're the most niggerish out of us all. I just, I saw that and I was like, Tyrone Biggins. I got to put that up there. <laughs> Absolutely. But go ahead, Mr. J. So what they talking about is there was a post from the shade room, cool asses. And it said the Biden administration reportedly finalizing $30 million program to, vic- to give out crack pipes to drug addicts. All right, so that's not really what it is. No. So in order to like explain it for what it really is, I'm going to uh, use this post by Dr. Wes Bellamy, who is a alum of South Carolina State University. He's now the poli sci chair at Virginia State University and he's the former vice mayor of Charlottesville, Virginia. And uh, these are his words. So it says, um, at the shade room, should be ashamed of themselves. I'm not a huge fan of this administration and have been very critical. But saying that they've given out $30 million for crack pipes is absolutely flaky. The Shade Rule literally took an extremist right-wing media outlet article headline and ran with it. The truth is, the Biden administration is working with the Department of Health and Human Services to provide $30 million for harm reduction programs, drug prevention programs, rehabilitation centers, and providing money to entities on the ground doing the work with this population. So, I thought... I don't know if everybody else's experience with these programs, but if you've grown up in the inner-city neighborhood, you've seen workers going around and giving out clean needles and pipes. Yeah. Right? So one of the, the things about that is those type of programs are not just about just giving out. They have outwork, out whatever the hell, outreach workers who come and talk to them or whatever, like mental health professionals, and a lot of times, some of those people are taken off of the street. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's easy, especially in this day and age, to see something and run with it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You have to you have to do your own research. Nobody like, cares about as, doing their own research. You don't. know that. And, and as the post stated, I'm not a fan of everything this administration has done. Just like I was not a fan of almost anything the last one. But when certain things are done and they're not of harm but of help, you can't allow your previous notions of how you feel about certain situations to try to change what actually is. And yeah, that's all I got for it. Yeah, man, it's like, like you said, in, in all these outreach programs, they've been giving out clean needles, clean needles to people since the beginning. And a lot of people see it as enabling, but if you have a chance, if you have a chance to to help save somebody's life by doing something as simple as that, you do it with the chance of maybe they'll stop doing this. Like, 
It's like, giving them a chance to. Yeah, it's like my my thing with my thing with all of this is addiction is a, is a true sickness. It might be a self inflicted sickness, but it's still a sickness in itself. And to just throw somebody away because they're an addict, it's fucked up. And it, you know what I mean? And it's wrong. Granted, it takes a lot of work and it takes a certain kind of person yeah. to stick with it because it's hard. I've seen I've seen people turn from just a normal person to a full-fledged addict and what it does to to family members and kids and just like just the mental of people. And it's like the love of that person don't go nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't. You might write them off and be like, you know what? I can't do this. Like, I gotta, I gotta protect myself and I gotta protect my family from this type of person. But at the same time, deep down inside, you still care about this person. You still want this person to live, even though they doing everything they can not to. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a weird double-edged sword. But to the bigger point of it all, that's the very human side of it is that human emotion that I'm talking about is just like you still care about people and people should care about people so do what you can to help but on the other side of it it's like of course of course now of course they're going to take just just a little piece and make it the whole thing and then give it out to people because that's anything anything that goes out on any big ass platform, that's what they want. They want the clicks instead of the truth. And it's messed hey, up. Before we go any further, I'm gonna read the original headline that came out um on December eighth, two thousand and twenty one. It's S M S A M H S A announces unprecedented thirty million dollar harm reduction grant. Mm-hmm. Funding opportunity to help address the nation's substance use and overdose epidemic. That's mm-hmm. two totally different headlines. Two different yeah. headlines. But you you know how it is, bro. You know how and it is. It, you know- and then the the thing that bothers me is, do you not realize who that demographic the that headline was going towards? Right. This opioid no. The the one that they were sending on the shade room, it was to black people because it's that was to black people. But the original one, yeah, the original headline because the biggest thing right now, the biggest drug of choice is opioids. Yes, but they ain't ain't talking about crack. But who does that mostly affect though? Yeah, there you go. But this this program isn't just for white people. No, it's for everybody that's an addict. Everybody, but I agree with you saying because it's two sides to the coin. However, what it is is even if it was just addressed to us or anybody, right? Mm-hmm. I, that was a respectful post. It was one that just stated the information and kept it moving. Yep. The other one was prejudice in its meaning. Because once you, they knew once you think crack, you, you don't think, think white. You think black. 
Yeah, if you said cocaine, that'd have been a different story. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, we you know, you know how it is, man. You know, yeah. every drug comes with a certain person. You know what mm. I mean? Like it's a it's a face to it. If it was in the dictionary, it'd be a face to every drug. And you know, mm-hmm. crack, the crack. Whitney Houston, Tyrone Biggums, yeah, somebody. Yeah, somebody. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mr. Taz, you got uh, words yeah. of wisdom for us? Well, I was going to elaborate. Okay, go ahead. Oh, my bad, my bad. I was going, I was, nah, so hold on, let me, let me get you in the one, spotlight real one quick. Of the, one of the biggest things about it is, you know, I completely agree with it because of the benefit. Uh, it does help people uh, live longer to hopeful to hopefully get off of the drug of their choice. But something that, there's something that kind of bothered me about it. So, Uh-oh. it's almost like put. Hear me out here. It's like putting a bandaid over a gunshot wound. So here's my thing. We'll do everything to alleviate the symptom. We don't try to find the root cause that where's people get on the drug. For. Oh man, they, they can, do. Though. I can go in the rent. I can go yeah, in the rent. But, but I'm saying is this program does that. Okay, so if we, we think of we hit we, the headline crack, you think black folks, right? So we know that our, our area, our, most of our neighborhoods are disproportionately um, disenfranchised. Um, so why do people why do people turn to drugs in the first place? I mean, if I can't find work, there you go. You're trying to cope with something. So here's my thing. Let's try to let's try, let's try to you know get some money back into the neighborhoods and build these neighborhoods up um, to empower the people so that the next generation won't have to turn to drugs to cope with the the social ills of the previous generation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my thing is like it's it's let's it's I'm all for the program, but let's also let's backtrack here. Let's let's why why are you on this? A lot of it's there's ten there's ten reasons. There's 10 causes of drug addiction. So first one's loneliness. Second one's family history. Third one's peer pressure. The fourth one is escape from emotional pain. Uh, fifth one is rebellion. Uh, six is prescription. Uh, seven is recreational. Uh, eight is stress. Nine is trauma. And 10 is pain from injury. So the person has a prescription drug. Um, so it's, it's looking at the root cause. Let's try to alleviate those root causes um, I mean, of course, a couple of those, it's just personal choice, but like you, if you look at, if, if I'm always around people who are drug addicts or with anything at that, I'm more likely going to pick that habit up because be, you, you can't become a product of your environment. Right. So it's, let's, let's change the environment. Let's, let's try to put some money back into the environment that most of these drug addicts are coming from to empower them. And these programs help empower people because one you have um uh what was it at is was in the uk i believe yeah britain was in british columbia so they have a harm reduction at night they've seen a 76 percent drop in um in harm reduction you know through a program they they provide uh needles uh access to clean crack pipes uh but it goes past not just drugs. We're talking about contraceptives, 
uh, access to drugs to counteract overdoses. And they've seen, I mean, they've, they've seen a, a vast number. They've seen 78% decrease uh, reported, let's see, 78% uh, in a decrease, 78% decrease in the new reports of cases of HIV with it, with, with drug users. Okay. So you have, um, they said they've seen 95 overdoses reduced since 2012, uh, 400 plus admissions insight into onsite detox facilities, uh, 55% decrease in reported cases of hepatitis C. Um, and they have had zero overdoses, um, at insight places. So this is a, is a, is a very big benefit to this program. A lot of people are, like I said, headlines are going to mislead. That's why when a bill is put forth, we should one, go to the government website, read the bill. All right. We, we, a lot of times we, we don't read, right? We don't read the thing. We see the headline, we run with it. We make jokes about it. That's one of those, but I did read, I did read it before I made that joke. Um, but I just, it was just, you know, it just popped in my head. Yeah. Hey man, um, sometimes you gotta let jokes yeah. fly. And also, the thing is, too, we got to be careful of thinking it's just the environment. Yeah, um, like uh, that's true. That means, yeah, city neighborhoods true. because one thing that people don't realize is motherfuckers in Wall Street, everybody don't remember man cocaine. So, so here's another thing. Here's another thing, too. So, let's think about uh, Vietnam, right? You know, shortly after Nam was what happened. The heroin. In our in our name. Yeah. So could the could could the government be in bed with drug trade? Bro, you know they've been. They, they've been they, Yes. Yeah. They've always been. But yeah. also yeah. this is what we're also forgetting. There's one very major part that we forget. There was already a heroin boom in the nineteen twenties, the nineteen thirties, and the nineteen fifties. And niggas was already using heroin. Who was using it though? Us. Yes, we were in our neighborhoods. A lot of our, like when you look at a lot of the jazz artists and things like that, Charlie Parker, all of them, that was their drug of choice. Very much so. That was heroin. It was the the thing in their neighborhoods. That was a neighborhood thing to do, to deal with whatever they had going on. But a lot of it was, as you stated earlier, it was like, oh, this is this is the cool, this is going to take you to another level. You know what I'm saying? A misguiding principle. Like, we have to be careful of, like, not putting everything into a, into a box. Yeah. It's like, I'm not saying that the government ain't got their hands, and they absolutely do. But when people have, when people want to get something, they're going to get it. Oh, definitely. Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, not all drugs are bad. I'm not going to sit here and like, we ain't going to bullshit. Okay. And, and people don't always do drugs just to you like some people just want to get high. That's, hey, that's one that's of the true. that's one of the rec, that's one of the things I stated. One smoke, of the ten. Smoke you some weed and chill out. Hey, that's it. Word. Um so Mr. Tash. Yo. You got a words of wisdom for it? Oh man, hang on. Or, hang you on, know what I mean? Hang on. Uh, is, is it one of those on the fly? Or is you know what I mean? It ain't gonna happen. Uh hang on. I got it. <laughs> I got it. I had to make sure. So hold on, hold on. Let, I'm gonna give you the spotlight. The spotlight. I bet. What's up? What's Boom. up? So there you go. All right. So 
gaining knowledge is gaining wisdom. Knowledge is everlasting. Keep growing in your mind daily. Read, read and learn as much as you can. Study to show yourself approved. Never let go of studying whatever God has put inside of you because you will use it again and again at some point in your lifetime. You will never stop growing. So don't be afraid of the knowledge and watering the knowledge that God has placed inside of you. My man, I, I can always expect a word from Mr. Taz. But check this out, though. I was thinking about that. I love it. You know what I mean? Like, I was thinking about something while you were saying that. <laughs> I wonder if anybody from, like, your church circles watch this version of, of you podcast. <laughs> I feel like a couple of them do. <laughs> um, I, I need to know. Like, I need to know. And then I want to know who they are as a person to understand you fully on this spot. And I know they watch you on the other one. They know it's, it tells me that they know me. They know me. Okay. They cause, no cause they no like surprises. how you talk with us, <laughs> how you talk with us is way different, but it's the same yeah. too. Cause it's, it's like, a- it's like you sprinkle in you, you are a hundred percent you all the time. So, a God reference is going to come in here through here, but you're going to drop some, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're going to drop some cuss words in here at the same time. I love it. I I, I love it wholeheartedly. And we are not the bad influences. He's just who he is <laughs> as a person. Hey, Taz, Taz been like this since the day I met him. And I don't think it ain't never going to change. Never going to change. I just think it's just awesome. But, uh, Y'all got any uh, final thoughts about anything? Mm. Mm. Love um, yours. Love yours. God damn it, Taz. <laughs> you up here? He gave us another word. <laughs> I, was saying, I was just about to say something wrong. I was like, God damn it. Hey, Taz, man, you been in my head. You got you to gotta watch Taz. Taz, take your whole shit. You know what I mean? Um, I do want to say before we get out of here for everybody that watches. us, we appreciate you out oh, in YouTube land or wherever you watch us at or, and listen to us on the pod. Also, I don't know if y'all like this format versus uh, in-person format. Y'all let us know. Y'all make sure you like, subscribe, all that share, all that stuff. See, I'm doing the whole YouTuber thing. <laughs> and also if you listen yeah if you yeah comment down below if you listening you know what I mean share you know what I mean we put the we put the links out for everything but yeah man good pod again guys yeah. always I mean we've been doing this for so long it's just natural right. at this point natural and on that note always remember no matter the view it's always with respect and that's another episode of views from the floor podcast